Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Giants podcast with Giants legend Carl Banks and broadcaster Bob Papa. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants. Bob Popple along with two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Sunday, the Giants take on the Washington Commanders, a team they've beaten seven of the last ten times, seven, two, and one. And Carl, uh, let's see if they can get one in the win column here this week with Tommy DeVito getting the job done. Well, it's it's Tommy DeVito, but it's a team. This was uh, a loss last week was, like I said, after the game and earlier this week, it was embarrassing and it was uh, indicative of what bad football looks like. You know, you have no offense and you'd have no defense. You can't play defense and uh, you can't get your offense going to save your life. Well, they're going to be going against a defense that's given up 35 or more points in three straight home games, mm-hmm. which is a Washington record. They're going to be going against a defense that has given up 19 pass plays of 30 or more yards. It's an ungodly number. And seven of those 19 have gone for 60-plus yards. Like, it's epically bad. Carl, I mean, if they can't, and and since they made the trade and got rid of Chase Young and Montez Sweat, yeah. they, only have, uh, they only have one sack. Yeah. So, so, like, if you can't get something going, no, I'm not expecting the Giants to score 50. But if they can't get something going and get into the 20s or whatever, like, then there's a super problem here. Well, Bob, I think um, the folks in Washington are probably saying the same thing. The Giants have given oh, up sure a, ton of, <laughs> a ton of plays, you know, over 30 yards. They've got some 60-yarders on the books, too. Um, they mirror each other as bad football teams. You know, who's going to be the better of the bad team? On Sunday. Yeah, everybody that listen, if it ever held true, it does this Sunday. There is a path to victory. But you can't come into the game scoring 11 points, making the same mistakes over and over again. Um, the defense can be the strength of this team. They can be the catalyst this weekend. I think that's the, the game that they come into where they should have the advantage. They got to play like that. Yeah, I mean, I, well, you got to think that from a pride standpoint. And we saw this coming off the Miami game, you know, where the Dolphins were going up and down the field on them. You got to think from a pride standpoint, you're going to see a better performance this week. Now, look, Washington can threaten you. Sam Howell's got three straight 300-yard passing games, and he's not a bad-looking quarterback. Um, But you got to think that from this Giants defensive standpoint, the last time he didn't throw for 300 yards was against the Giants sure. a couple of weeks ago at MetLife Stadium. You got to think that 
as a unit pride, they got to feel kind of embarrassed a little bit by what they put out on tape last week. I would expect a better effort this week for sure. Yeah, I, I believe you're right. And, you know, you talk about the pride thing. What I'd like to see, you know, there are some players that are playing really well for the Giants. You know, the the, the top of that list is Dexter Lawrence. Your two inside linebackers are playing well. Yep, there were some missed tackles in the Dallas game, but overall, they're playing well. What I'd like to see from the rest of this team, which I am not seeing on a consistent basis, I want to see them want to join the party. You know, it's 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 okay to cheer and marvel at all the great things that Dexter Lawrence is doing, beating triple teams and 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 just just being disruptive and yours, yeah, man, yeah, man. I want you to say, God damn, I want to get some of this. Yeah, I want I, I want to race you. This. I want to race you to the quarterback. Yes, let, let's get there together. Um, it's great to watch, you know, Micah McFadden run downhill and make a tackle behind the line of scrimmage. But you gotta feel like, damn, I want a piece of that. You just can't be a spectator. And you can't be a cheerleader. That's not what team defense is about. Yes, you you cheer your guys on, but hell, be a little jealous. And you know, to and 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 one small regard. And I, you know, I think the world of Xavier McKinney. So I'm I'm not going to be the guy that shits on him. But in one small regard, the fact that he's upset that he's not eating, in some of these blitz packages on it. I just might be okay with that, you know, because he wants in. He wants in on the action. Now, I know the issues are a lot bigger than that, but give me a player who's envious of, and not jealous, but envious that he can't get in on the action and contribute more. I'll take that because then you have a coach who says, let me figure out how to get this, you know, balance this out because he is a good player. But the other part, too, is doing your job when you're not in the blitz packages and you're not in the uh, aggressive packages. So um, I just want, I want to see this defense join their teammates and just ball out. Like it's, it's, it's too often where, and I'm sure they look at the film and be like, yeah, man, Dex, you balled out. No, I want all you guys to ball out, you know? And um, they, they just were not good at all. I got a message for our fans out there. Football's back. Bet online's your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on stats, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoffs and Super Bowl, Bet Online is going to give you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online so head to the website today or use your mobile device get in in that dallas game i mean 600 plus yards and people keep tagging me about one player or the other i'm like no duh they all sucked they were bad yeah you know um not to make this a weekly shout out or every show shout out but my man at big blue vcr who we're gonna he's gonna come on the show probably in early december Awesome. Uh, he, uh, you know, it's Washington week. So he's posting all these videos of Giants mm-hmm. Washington games. And for some reason, 
1990. Well, I guess because I first started doing the post game show in 88 and then the pregame show in 89. So now 90, you know, I'm like fully entrenched. I'm young. I'm 26 years old or whatever. But I'm watching all these videos of that when you guys head down at the old RFK. And everybody participated. Like when he shows you guys stopping a run or deflecting a pass or something, there's like everybody looks like they're in a frenzy and they're competing to make the play. And there winds up being like five hats around the ball or or the, the, yeah. the ferocity in which you guys went after the quarterback was like, holy crap. Well, Bob, it is again. You gotta you gotta hunt like wolves. If you don't hunt like wolves, you are not going to be a good defense. It's just that simple. You have to hunt like wolves. And and they were for a while. Um, and now they're in famine, I guess, because they just um they didn't resemble anything that looked like um the defense that played so well for four games. Gotta get back to it. Simple. Um you know, it's, it, there's, and I know you want to touch a little bit on this, um, but there is this ongoing, and I think we started it with our last podcast of, you know, where the Giants should draft, who they should draft, when they should draft it. Oh, the tanking thing? Yeah, the tanking thing. And, uh, oh, my God. Don't, I got one year. Go, go ahead. And then I got something to say. No, it's just, you know, listen. Again, I'll say it so I'm a lot clearer. Whatever happens at the quarterback position based on where they pick or what, how they feel about Daniel Jones, that's going to happen. And I will, rep I will repeat, anybody they put back there will suck until they get their offensive line straight. You can make comparisons to anybody in this league. I don't care. When you get free runners – to your quarterback, get him whiplash, get him knocked out. Now he's out for the season. And you tell me it's the quarterback. You got to kind of reevaluate how you are assessing this game. It's different. Like, yeah, you can say, well, your quarterback hasn't made great decisions. And this, you know, again, I like Daniel Jones. I like him a lot. And I think he should be here. But I'm 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 gonna let the powers that be decide who plays quarterback. But when you start to assess what his decision making, I'm gonna just say this: go into your job, try to get something done that's very important, and let somebody just keep hitting you in the back with a fucking two by four. See if your decision making is gonna be great. <laughs> so two things can be true. Uh, does he have to make better decisions? He absolutely does. But they got to protect him. Because after week one, Bob, I said the Giants' offense is in danger of their quarterback being a scouting report footnote. Hit him early, hit him often, he'll make bad plays. That held true. And bet if you talk to every team that has played the Giants thus far, that's somewhere in their scouting report. Hit him early, hit him often. He will make bad decisions or misreads. Simple. 
was in um, your game plan all the years you played, right? Yeah. Yep. There's not a I quarterback on the planet that likes to get hit. None. None that like to get hit, and certainly none that want to get hit when he's they, they got free runners and nobody's blocking. And this is not once a game. That's the other thing. It's it's often. Yeah, it's like once every other series. It's not one missed block for the game. It's often. So whoever they put back there, again, wherever that draft slot is, where the Giants are going to be picked, I'm going to let them decide. I, I can't decide who plays quarterback for the Giants, nor can these fans. Um, but I'll tell you, whoever is back there is going to suck until they get the offensive line fix. No, I am not advocating take a overreach for an offensive lineman. I'm saying they've got to start getting the line fixed and they got to start drafting better. They've got to draft better players. That's what I'm saying. Clear. Yes, they're going to have to draft linemen. I'm not advocating that if they pick two, they ha- they take a lineman if a lineman's not ranked there. But I'm going to let Joe Shane um, and his staff deal with that because I believe in them. I, I have a lot of confidence. I know he's a very smart guy. So uh, from a talent evaluation standpoint, I'm going to let them deal with that part of it. But I'm going to just tell you, you can't have an offensive line play like this one has played and put anybody back there and expect them to have success. Yeah, I mean, and this started 13 years ago. Kevin Gilbride, who was the offensive coordinator, as the Sneeze and the Soyberts and the Kareem McKenzie's were getting older. They didn't invest in offensive line. They thought Flaherty could take anybody mm-hmm. and make it make another rich Soybert. Those those are not like, and it, and then and then they started drafting alignment, and it, it hasn't. Where you're 100 percent right because here's the problem right now. Because of the offensive line issues and the fact that they've missed on a bunch of offensive linemen going back a decade, you know, look, Daniel Jones' five-year career with the Giants looks eerily similar to the last six years of Eli Manning's career. Like, and and the one thing I know about Eli, he's a two-time Super Bowl champion, and when he won his second Super Bowl MVP, he should have been in the prime of his career. What was he, 31 at the time in yeah. quarterback years? You know, you've got now your prime like six years ahead of you. Yeah. And the Giants should have been in contention for at least been in the equation for conference championships and Super Bowl. I'm not saying they would have won a third or gotten Maybe they would have gotten one a loss or at least. But Eli also, the same thing happened to him. At some point, like there's only so many hits you can take where it does not, it starts to have an effect. Mm-hmm. And really, since Daniel Jones has taken over, it's been the same thing. Um, and you're 100% all right. They got to fix it. I, look, I got there's one other thing that's really pissing me off right now. Look, I know that the media, they, they have their job to do, and they're here every day, and they got to ask questions, right? I mean, and they're trying to ask questions that, to get answers for fans. And then there's some some members that try to are trying to bait the coach to blow a stack. Mm-hmm. He ain't, he ain't, he's not going to take the cheese. I'm telling you, he's not taking the cheese. He's too smart. Um, but like, I'm looking at some of these fan things like that wind up somehow in my timeline. And when he said, when he was asked who's the starting quarterback is this week, and he said, Tommy DeVito's the starting quarterback. Well, why? 
Well, you know, he gives us a chance to win, and we want to see him develop. They want to see if Tommy DeVito can be a long-term solution as a potential backup quarterback. And they've invested in him since the spring. And he played in the preseason. And you and I, you and I felt like he was the best third string quarterback the Giants have had around here in yeah. over a decade. At least it appears that way. Better than the Kyle Lalettas of the world and all these other guys that they've had. Ryan Nassibs and you name them. Um but then all of a sudden people took that as see the Giants are tanking. They're tanking. Good to see that Dable's in on the tank. Yeah. Who's supposed to play quarterback? Right. Who Barkley? Matt Barkley's only been here for a short period of time. Eason has been here for a shorter period of time. And I don't know if any of these fans that are listening to this thing or watching this thing, have you seen when when they've played? Have you seen when they've played? They were on the street in the middle of the NFL season this year for a reason. Now, I don't think Barkley's taken a snap at quarterback in the NFL since 2020. Hmm. It's not tanking. It's yeah. the guy that's been running the offense and throwing to these guys since the spring. And by the way, looking at the coach's tape again and studying the offensive snaps, he wasn't brutal. I'm not saying he was great. I'm, I'm not saying that there are things he couldn't have done better. But again, you could have Joe Montana back there last week against the Cowboys. And with the way some of the things were blocked, He's getting sacked and hurried and thrown the ball away. So they're not tanking because he said, we're going with DeVito. He's our starter. You don't have another option that's any better. Yeah. You, they're, 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 there's no Tyrod Taylor as the fourth quarterback. I like clone a, a, a let's, let's, so we got the Tyrod Taylor injured right now. There's not another Tyrod Taylor sitting around on the street in November yeah. that you can bring in as now your fourth quarterback. That's going to be better than your third quarterback. Who's an undrafted free agent. Yeah. And look at the way quarterbacks are going down around the league and Matt Barkley couldn't get a job until you get down to your fourth quarterback. The giants kind of tells you, you know, the desperate state that the team is in, but. And Joe, to that point, Joe Flacco, as of this recording on Friday, is going to Cleveland to work out with the Browns because Deshaun Watson's out for the year. That's where you're yeah, down to, Joe Flacco, because yeah. he's going to be part of the rest of this podcast at some point. Yeah, I mean, there are levels to it, folks. Um, and I know it's we live in a quick take and, you know, um, reactionary um, place. In, in our football society. But we have to take, you don't, but you should, take a look and do a little deductive reasoning, right? Ask yourself, why all of a sudden you want Barkley over um, DeVito and Barkley didn't have a job? Ask yourself, how did DeVito get on his team? He earned his way on the roster. They want to develop him. He is in the Giants' future if he continues to perform because they want him to be better. And they also, by the way, need everybody to be better around him or else the same results because the other debate 
someone says, well, you know, the Giants offense looked so much better when Tyrod Taylor was there, more productive. They produced the same amount of points. Tyrod's a different style player, but he looked good getting his ass kicked. That's They what were more like. productive because Saquon Barkley came back from his they injury. They produced less <laughs> points. I know that, but but he but Tyrod looked better, and I li- I love Tyrod. Um, He's guy. But the offensive, it, listen, the common denominator, whoever you put back there, is having minimal success because your offensive line is not producing. They are not. They are in, when I say not producing, mistakes happen, right? And I will never call one of these single one of these guys out. But you can't let people run free on a regular basis. You've got to play better. You got to communicate better. And as long as you're seeing tackles for loss, free runners to your quarterback, your offensive line is not playing very well. And you need better talent at certain positions. I think they got the center right. I I, I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, he needs an he needs a, he needs an off season in an NFL weight program, you know, which is which is common for a lot of rookies, especially yeah. linemen across the league. He'll be an All Pro in three years, I think, at the, because he's progressing well. As he's playing well for a rookie, I don't think he's playing at veteran levels right now. But some of his techniques and 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 the way I see him moving, he's he's he, he'll be a Pro Bowler. Uh, all pro in three years. My my prediction. I could be wrong. If he's healthy, I think he will. Um, but there's a not there's not a lot there. Well, listen, listen. This whole stupid tanking thing again. I just got to go back to it. Matt Barkley came into the league in 2013 with the Eagles. He was a fourth round pick. He made his first start with Chicago in 2016. He went one and five that year. And then he won one game in Buffalo in 2018 as a starter. So he hasn't started a game since 2018. For his career, he's a 58% completion percentage guy with 11 touchdowns and 22 interceptions. You know what would have been more about tanking? If he would have, if they would have announced that he was starting this week. Yeah. Like DeVito gives them the best chance to win. Deal with the Giants fans. That's the fact. You're down to your third quarterback. There's and not a lot of for your third quarterback too, by the way, Giants fans. Well, that gets that's going to get me to my next point. Mm-hmm. The list. Be careful what you wish for. And I know every Giants fan. I I know Giants fans are thinking about the next quarterback, and they got to draft a quarterback and. You know, at least on paper, there seems to be five legitimate, maybe six legitimate guys that could be first round draft pick quarterbacks and pretty high. But you want to do a little history lesson? Yeah, do There's a history no- lesson. But let me just say this. Go ahead. For all of you, all you Giants fans, take this information, right? Don't react. Take the information and then react. Go ahead, Bob. Well, I mean, you just. You never know, right? Because these guys come out, they're highly touted. The college scout guru guys on TV will rave about arm strength and he can make every throw and he's great with his feet and he can run and he's versatile. But there's so many other factors. What team do you go to? Is there organizational continuity? You think Daniel Jones would have loved to have come to the Giants when Eli Manning came here and Tom Coughlin was the head coach 
entrenched and wasn't going anywhere. And after one year, he realized John Huffnagel was not the right OC. So he installed Kevin Gilbride and Eli had Kevin Gilbride as his offensive coordinator for what? 11 years in a row. And he had Pat Flaherty as his offensive line coach for 11 years in a row or whatever it was. And he had Tom caught like, that's a big factor. So there's a lot of factors in all this, but I went back to 2007 and you know, Jamarcus Russell was taken one overall. You think at that point in time, the Oakland Raiders fans were fired up that they had the number one overall mm-hmm. pick and they were going to get a quarterback. Brady Quinn went in the first round, 22nd. Now in 08, Matt Ryan went third. That panned out. Flacco mm-hmm. went 16th. That panned out. In 2009, uh, Detroit took Matthew Stafford. That panned out. He was a franchise quarterback. The Jets traded up to number five because Mark Sanchez was going to be their next Joe Namath. Not so fast. And then remember another name that was thrown out that everybody thought might be a top 10 pick, Josh Freeman with Tampa. Mm -hmm. 2010, number one overall pick, Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford, he can make all the throws, his arm strength, bing, 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 bing. Complete bust as the number one overall pick. Tim Tebow went 25th. 2011, Cam Newton went number one. And look, Cam won an MVP. He got the Panthers to the Super Bowl. I say, yes, that was a hit. But you know who went eighth in that draft? Tennessee took Jake Locker. At 10, Jacksonville took Blaine Gabbert. And at 12, Minnesota took Christian Ponder. Now, leading up to the draft, these were all names that everybody was raving about. Mm-hmm. 2012, Andrew Luck went one. Obviously, injuries, but he was going to be fantastic. RG3 went two. Injuries, we know we don't know what the tale would have been of his career. But you know who went eighth overall in 2012? Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Miami took him with the eighth overall pick. And Brandon Whedon went 22nd to Cleveland. 2014 or 2013, there really wasn't, you know, at first people were talking about EJ Manuel. He was the only quarterback that went in the first round of Buffalo at 16. Obviously, it didn't work out as a first round pick. 2014, Blake Bortles went number three overall. And then Cleveland, again, late in the first round, took Johnny Manziel. So they took Brady Quinn, Brandon Whedon, and Johnny Manziel with the 22nd pick in three of, like, six drafts. 2015, James Winston one, Marcus Mariota two. Everybody was raving about those guys coming out. How'd that work? Yeah, they were supposed to be the, the two generational players. They were the Elway and Montanas of that of the, of the that generation. They were supposed uh, two, to be. Yeah, and that didn't work out. 2016, the Rams took Jared Goff with one. Philadelphia took Carson Wentz two. Neither guy stayed with their franchise. They didn't get the they didn't get contract extensions. So it's a fail when you draft that high. And by the way, there was a name that people were talking about. A lot of people were high on Paxton Lynch, mm. who the Broncos took twenty fifth. I don't know what Paxton Lynch is doing these days, but he ain't playing quarterback he, in the NFL. I don't NFL. even think he played. He I don't think he finished the first year as a starter, or whenever they named him starter. Yeah, he, he didn't got, finish. He, yeah, he got benched. He got whacked. Yeah. Uh, 2017, Mitch Trubisky went number two overall. Now, to Kansas City's credit, they traded up to get Mahomes at 10. 
and Deshaun Watson went at 12. Deshaun Watson was having a really nice career, but then it all fell apart with his off-the-field stuff, which, by the way, that counts when you're drafting a franchise quarterback. So in my opinion, that's a miss because how you carry yourself as a as a as a leader as a quarterback makes a big difference. So they whiffed on that one. Yep. 2018. Baker Mayfield. Oh, this was the, this was a this was a very rich quarterback draft. Very rich. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield went one. Sam Darnold went three. Josh Allen went to Buffalo at seven. Arizona took Josh Rosen at 10. Now, the brilliance of Ozzie Newsom, he traded back into the first round to get with the 32nd pick, Lamar Jackson. But you got two quarterbacks out of five that were talked about as can't miss prospects. Kyler Murray. Lamar Jackson was going to be a second round draft choice if Ozzie didn't jump back in that first round to pick him up in the first round. Absolutely. Um, 2019, Arizona makes another first-round draft pick, Kyler Murray. They're trying to figure out if they even want to keep him. Daniel Jones went sixth. We know about the injuries. But remember who most Giants fans wanted the Giants to take instead of Daniel Jones? Who's that? Dwayne Haskins, the late Dwayne Haskins. Now, uh, unfortunately, he passed away. But he was out of Washington. he, He wound up with the Steelers. He was a bust. And fans were pissed that the Giants Mm -hmm. didn't take Dwayne Mm -hmm. Haskins. 2020 on paper, it's looking pretty strong with Joe Burrow one, two of five, Justin Herbert six, and then Jordan Love 26th. And then the last one that I think you can count is 2021. So Trevor Lawrence went one. Most people felt he was the consensus best quarterback in the draft. Yep. Zach Wilson went number two overall, and Trey Lance went number three overall, and Justin Fields went 11 to Chicago, and everybody was talking about Justin Fields. The Bears don't even know if they want to keep him. Mm -hmm. He's got a seven-game audition. So this stuff ain't, this stuff ain't can't miss either. Right. Right. Um, It's not an exact science. Um, We'll see what happens, Bob. But, folks, take that information in. You know, you'll hear a lot of names bandied about, and most of you haven't seen a lot of these players in college. Um, some you've seen on big games, big games, right? Hey, you, you watch them on TV. You don't study them. Right. And so when you look at a guy like Mac Jones at uh, Alabama, they played probably two tough opponents mm-hmm. all year that could actually field an entire defense. You got Georgia, uh, Clemson, or AM. And then they're playing against guys who don't, they may have two good players on their defense while he's throwing the NFL receivers on his roster. Now he gets to the NFL. And you say, well, he should have the same success. He was really good at Alabama. Well, a little different when you got a defense that has eight to ten players that are really good. Then you say, go ahead. Then you say, well, you know, this guy went to a small school and he didn't play any competition. Those are the best ones to evaluate. 
because the ones that play against there's no competition when you're at an Alabama or you're at a Georgia, right? With Jake Fromm, was he from Georgia? Mm-hmm. Look great, set records. He was just like uh, Colt McCoy set all the NCAA records. I think he broke T-Ball's records when he was at Texas, right? Mm-hmm. They were better than everybody else. And then their opponents, they didn't face tough def- They faced one or two tough defenses that had enough players to actually pose a problem. Yeah, Stetson Bennett, another one. Yeah. So evaluate. I mean, we see on TV, we read articles, right? The, the scouts, the personnel people can give you more information on these players. So start reading that stuff too. Yeah. And the other thing is like of uh, the NFL makes the coaches tape available to fans. You could buy with the NFL plus or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're not looking at the college coach. There's no college coaches tape to look at. Yeah. I mean, like I watched the kid from Washington and again, I don't evaluate it. I don't know. And by the way, mm-hmm. the people that are being talked about heavily now might not be the people that get talked about heavily in, as heavily in April sure. as the top picks. Once the evaluation process is through, like I was watching the guy from Washington and he's unbelievable. Like he's got great receivers and he throws as good a deep ball as you could possibly want. But I also yeah. watched him throw intermediate routes, especially anything outside the numbers, and he's wildly inaccurate. But his receivers are just better than everybody else. Yeah. Like I was watching the game this past weekend, and he's hitting guys on like outs and stuff like that. And I'm like, the ball's behind the guy. In the NFL, that's a pick six going the other way. Yeah. You get away with a lot more in college than you're getting away with in the pros. But again, I don't study it. There's people that study it that for a living. I'll defer to their opinions. I'll lean on my man, Phil Sims and others on the quarterback stuff. Charlie Weiss, as we get closer, because they'll watch the tape, Mm -hmm. but just be careful what you wish for. All right. You got anything else? Nope. That's it. People. I'm just encouraging you all to be objective, take in information, be less reactive and more absorbent to information that can help you. In your in your assessment of things, I know you know. Like I said, we're in a quick take, hot take, you know, snap back world where everybody got to clap back at something they don't agree with, but yet they won't look at facts. Do that. I have no mm-hmm. problem with anybody debating, but and here's the piece the of paper. Right. Here's yep. a piece of 2007. Every quarterback taken in the first round of the NFL draft, and the batting average ain't that good. Yeah. So it is a bit of a crapshoot. All right, how do we like to end it? Tell a friend to tell a friend. We'll be back next week for another edition of Believe in Giants. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.